1: All right, and welcome to round 20 of the fifth and last NRL podcast. We're going to kick off the Fast Five, and we've got a very special guest. We've replaced Louis with the big man MG. How are you, champion? Big shoes to see him, Shep, and I'm, uh, I'm, up, for the, I'm up for the job, brother. You love it. All right, we're going to shoot into the Fast Five. Highlight, low light, best, worst, and a question coming out of the round. Uh, mate, what was your highlight?
2: Um, hard to pick. I, I, um, I must confess, uh, it was probably the best round so far of performances, Throughout the Origin period, I suppose because we're nearing the end of it, and the games, the Origin games, are, are gone and done and dusted. So, I thought the footy was a up, up to gear. Um, are the gear. Titans were a highlight. Um, Sharks 14 in a row, 14 in a row, definite, definite highlight. Um, I suppose individual performances. Cutterson um, you know, for Parramatta was, was great. Yeah. Um, Cody Walker for South. Uh, Josh Mansell in
1: the second half last weekend was great as well, and uh, uh, Ben Barber last night as well. Um, Hasn't he come uh, on this year? Incredible! I, I thought he was gone last year, and um, look at the way that he's come through. Probably credit to Shane Flanagan the job he's done on Barber because there were plenty of people thinking that you know he's going to move him aside, or that you know the easy option probably would have been to play uh, Holmes at fullback or Jack Bird at fullback. But he's stuck with Barber, and he's Barber's repaying him big time.
2: A hundred percent. and I think because then two blokes you just mentioned, Jack Byrd and, and Valentine Holmes, I think that's what's bringing the best out in Ben Barber. He's got good point these young he's got these young kids who he's feeding the ball to. Uh Fecky on the other wing as well. Um and I think for the first time in his career he's he's accepted the responsibility of being a senior player and gee, um, it's back to his best form when he won the Dalian uh medal. Cool. Uh, he's really playing well. But I think I had the go for the highlight individual highlight of the week it was Jake Dravojevic from Manly Um Couple of tackles he did on the big um, New Zealand Warriors wingers were just copybook around the legs, around the thighs, and, yeah. and cutting down like a tree. And in the last charge down that led to the uh, left foot field goal from Cherry Evans, I think, was that shows how desperate that kid is. Um, he, he's destined to, along with his brother, to play Origin. Um, and for mine that was the highlight of the week. Will
1: you talk about? origin plays, and the, the, the types of plays that he's pulling off at such a young age are um, incredible. My my highlight, I had the Wild West, so I thought the game in Perth was outstanding and the game at Penrith, so I couldn't split those two. I thought they were clearly the best two games of the weekend. Uh, we'll move on to the low light. Mine was performance of the Dragons. I, I don't know where they go from there. The management of the club's pretty poor. Um, they're struggling. The kicking game in particular the other night was awful, I thought.
2: Yeah, they can't score a point. Um, you know, obviously, you know, um, I thought they were a bit of a chance, especially, you know, playing... Um, well, traditionally, the Titans
1: struggle in Sydney. I gave the Dragons a massive chance just because we don't travel real well.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, uh, you know, look, there was, there was a telling point, I suppose, of the game, every every game has, has a turning point, I think. McCrone kicking out in the full in the first couple of sets, yeah. basically... Um, what was the first set? First set of the game, yeah. yeah first, first set of the yeah, yeah. game. The dragons didn't set the ball for another twelve minutes. And no, they didn't. No more lights. The, Eagles, the Eagles saga um, just keeps on dragging and dragging. on, bad to the game. Yeah. Um, one minute we hear that it's all resolved, and you know Paramount are back playing with points. And next minute we say that we hear that the the five members of the board want to um, stay of execution to try and you know fight it. And well, it's got to get on with the game. I yeah, mean, absolutely. You know, it's it, we, we don't want the government involved in this one. Like, at you know, whatever's good for the game, let's do that. And I think, at the moment, the best, the best thing is for the, the five lakes who are involved just to walk away and to you know, let promo get back to doing what they do best. Yes,
1: quick. selfishness has crippled that club for years and years, as long as I can remember. Um, that's for sure. Look, uh, the best of the round, we well, you've just rattled off. I had Jake Chaboyevich, Josh Mansor, and Clint, Clint Gutherson as my three. <laughs> and my, my best side, seriously, I had them, had them written down. And my best side of the week was um, the Titans. I thought the Titans were fantastic. I was really, really uh, impressed with that performance. Um, and I thought last night, to be fair, I thought the young kid that came in played in the house for the Roosters. Yeah. He had some ups and downs, but I thought he went all right. And, and Mitchell oh, Pierce, Yeah, Connor Watson. I thought him and Pierce did a, a fairly good job. Um, and, and they're playing okay, the Roosters. They're just... They have having one of those years where they're losing all the tight games. You know, you give them, yeah. give them four or five of those six-point losses and spin them the other way, and they're in the eight. So I'm not going to overreact to the Roosters too much, and they've obviously had injuries and the off-field stuff going on there. But my worst was um, McFadden, keeping Lola here on the bench. I know I flicked you a text during the game thinking, what is he thinking? Um, mm. And he didn't get on the field until uh, Golden Point. Well,
2: we'll get to that because it's... Um, off, off. My, my question of the round involves that top of Okay, that, so what was, what was that,
1: your worst um, of the round?
2: Adam? Your worst was the Eels. Uh, my worst was the uh, South and Dragons. Uh, my my lowlife was yours. Eels. My worst was the Dr- South and the Dragons. Yeah. Um, you know, South to me, just a shadow of their former self. <clears throat> they can't seem to. You know, obviously, you know, at eight six at half time, I thought mm, they might be able to do a bit of a chance here. They're playing at home. Brisbane have come off a pretty big campaign of. The origin, um, but they didn't even look like they were in the game at all, except for Cody Walker. Mm. Um,
1: Hasn't he? He's improved out of sight.
2: Oh, uh, he's a great player. I love watching him play. Um, mm-hmm. My best thing around was look. i have given an honorable mention to the Knights because they showed some. They showed a lot of other fancy, fancier teams how to grit out a, an almost grit out an unbelievable win. Yeah. Um, but I, I really think, um, you know, since saying that. Craig Bellamy, what a coach! Um, any other coach would have rested, um, you know, Cameron Smith and, and Cooper Cronk, but he felt something in the wind. Um, did, did Bellamy? So he played his two stars. Lucky he did because if they didn't play, they lose. Absolutely. Merly might turn the term of the round. They uh, did just enough to stay in the race for the eight, and it makes it more
1: exciting with a uh, fit nearly coming home with a wet sail. It does. All right, question. Uh, My question was, who do you think will be the bottom two sides? So, For me, I've got the top six locked in at the moment, but um, the bottom two sides, do you think, for me, like my heart says the Titans can get there, my head says that they'll probably fall away. For me, if I had to pick two right now, gun to the head, I'd say Penrith um, and the Warriors. Well, Oh, bottom two
2: of the eight. Bottom two of the eight. Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah bottom two, two of the eight. eight. I'll, I'll look at the draw. Titans have got a very hard draw. They um, do. But no, I think Penrith will definitely be one of the The, top, the bottom two, seventh or eighth spot. Um, maybe the Tigers might slip in there, maybe Manly. Yeah. Um, but, but look, on paper, um, if you look at the draws in front of them, you've got to say that the Warriors and Panthers are going to fill seventh and eighth spot, respectively.
1: All right. Your question?
2: What's going on with Adrian McFadden and Moeller here? I mean, that's that's like having a... You know, even though it was wet conditions and it's not conducive to, you know, that fancy footwork and stuff, you've got to have your best players on at any 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 terrain. Um, it's like like having a, uh, a porch locked in the garage and taking the VW out. And, you know, it's just unbelievable. I don't know. There must be something personal going on because... They're going, to lose, they're going to lose all of it. He's going to go to another club. Yeah, well. He'll, he'll go to another club and be a
1: superstar. Well, Lara Pitt reported that last night, saying that the manager apparently had five phone calls by the end of that game, sounding him out, wow. saying whether he would want to move. He he, where, where would you see him <sighs> Where can he. Where, what call well, the, the, t- the Titans for me are the obvious one because, I, you know, they get, they're moving on William Zillman. Um, yep. They're struggling for a fullback option. Neil Henry doesn't really seem to think that David Mead's the fullback. And where, whereas I love Mead there, I, I'd play Mead there, but. He, he looks like one. I mean, we'll Parramatta have let um, Gordon go, but I guess that's to make room for Bevan French. Yeah. You know, a team like the Knights wouldn't do without him. I mean, you know, you've obviously got gay guy at fullback, but you could play Lola here in the centres or on the wing. It wouldn't matter. Um, oh, you've got to have him yeah. Or, or you've at 5'8". You know, yeah. that's... that's for right. me... Yeah, out five, right? Come, yeah. That's right. coming out of that game, and coming out of a lot of games this year as a coach, I can't understand why you're carrying outside back on the bench. Because for me, the worst thing, you know, I didn't play a lot of footy on the bench growing up and coming through the grades. Most of it was, you know, as an edge back rower. And in that, those days, that it, we didn't really traditionally come off the field. But there was nothing worse. The longer you sat on the bench, the more yeah. you stewed and the more you chewed. And I'm a firm believer, even in the, you know, if the player, you're not confident in the player, even in your heart of hearts, if you're not confident in the player, you've got to put them on the field. The longer you keep them off, the more in question becomes your faith in them in my opinion so um, I'm having I'm,
2: I'm with that belief I think in Origin uh, Origin 2 we heard with our, um, our winter change um, I think our interchange change all through the Origin series it was ter- terrible had a lot to be desired and I think yep. we could have used Jack Bird a lot better but um, you know and same goes with Penrith had Zach Hardaker on the bench well he didn't um, play did he he didn't get on he didn't get on, yeah. he didn't get on. I mean that's, that's you know, I, 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 I fell for him I, you know, you know, I know you've got a we spoke about this is a, a month or two ago about you know teams probably wanting, not wanting to put actually four blokes on the bench probably happy with just a
1: two-meter rotation on the bench. If they well, really well I said I remember saying that to you. you right. know you could almost do that with the with the eight. You could just roll That's over right. and just play with sixteen. I mean, you obviously oh. can't do that, but I, but they might as well have. It, it's done. It's, it's done more damage to as Zach as Cardenko than good. That's for sure. You know. Well, he's constantly be
2: shot. Um, you know, I, I think if you're going to spend all that money I'm not sure how much they've spent it, but it was just a clean swap with uh, Seguiro, and Yeah. he just takes up his contract I don't know how it works but um, you think if you're going to bring this bloke out from England and um, you're going to you know, give him a, go, a couple of guys in the wing and a little bit of go in the centre and pull back well, I, I, I think he'd be you know, a first grade winger I think, I think at Penrith they've got a bit of an embarrassment of riches at the moment with the way um, Moylan played in, in Origin at 5-8 especially his attacking yeah. he's just got subtle, subtle hands and um, I felt a bit for Bryce Cartwright in the first half. Um, the other, other night against Paramount, but uh, they come around beautifully in the second half. But I still don't think Bryce is a 5 eight at uh, he's not. first grade level. No, he's not. He's a stopgap. Stop, stop yep. you know a 5 so he's, he's, he's basically a future Origin player, so you can put him in you want. He's not
1: going to let you down. But... You've just nailed it. Yep. He should play Heartacre at one, Moylan at six, and move right back to the edge. It just ma- think so. makes sense to me. Um... Yeah. I'm struggling with it as well. But Penrith got away with it. But, mate, if they dropped that game, that would have been a real, you know, real tough one to come back from, especially... And down 14-0, they deserve some credit, the Panthers. I thought they were a really tough second half, and the Eels certainly didn't give up the ghost. Um, but we'll quickly run through these games. Uh, if we
2: get it that, what, what would have um, been, being a coach, what would, um, what would Hook Griffin have said to Penrith at halftime? Because that first 15 minutes in the second half, they come out looking like they'd... Um,
1: done 4,000 push-ups and 4,000 sit-ups this week, come on, let's They're go. Like pretty they, pumped up. They were right up, didn't they? Yeah, look, for me, at halftime, I wouldn't have been panicking too much. I think Parramatta had the majority of the possession. They had a couple of lucky tries. I thought, at halftime, I sent a, a mate of mine, a Penrith fan, sent me a message panicking. You know, I thought, well, to be fair, I thought Parramatta had all the 50-50 calls um, yeah. in that first half. So. I mean, you've got to have faith that that's going to swing and you can't go in there and show a lack of composure because that that crosses over to your players. And I think if there's any man man in the game who shows a lack of emotion apart from Wayne Bennett, it probably is Griffin. And I think he's just got a really good temperament for a young side. He's an old head. He's calm. He would have said, look, let's just get back to... You know the old cliche in completing your sets. I don't think I don't think completing their sets was was the issue. I think they just needed to stick to what they were doing, um, and they they kept playing that open style of football. I think a lot of young sides will freeze. You know when they go down yeah. fourteen nil, they'll go away from that open style. So I I I would have just encouraged them to keep playing their natural game, and eventually things will turn for you. You know, and they made remember, a couple uh, of key plays. The rest of the
2: players like who come back from Origin, like two, the two in particular with Mansour and more on a second half of instrumental and in getting the Panthers back into it. And Mansour in particular, um, you know, he's I think what he's he's basically said to himself, I, I was that close to being on the other side of the spectrum with that bond which uh, he let down and yeah. um, Darius Boy comes through and scores and all of a sudden they win the game. I think that's a bit of a turn point for Josh Mansell. I think that was a defining moment. Um you know I believe a lot in karma and I, I, I reckon he's one of the best wingers We've seen in the last 10 years. I think that would have been a, a, a shocking hit to his confidence if they got yeah. been beaten by, by the Queenslanders, and he would have carried that onto his club footy as well. And I, I think he would have been a shadow of himself. But yeah. conversely, he comes out in the second half and says, "Well, give it to me," and, and
1: he, he stats off the charts. He was that's as good as a performance from a winger I've seen in 10 years. That was yeah. unbelievable second half. I, I know he he threw the ball away in that last last second, but. To me, that's Penrith. That's who Penrith are. They're, they're a side... They're <laughs> Actually, sk-
2: Griffin, Griffin was with a lot of John Lang. I, I don't know the similarities there. Yeah. To, both, both seem to be old school. Both seem to get the point across to... The, the players love them. Um, and that's the most important thing as a coach. I think that the players... You've got to get them to buy into, your, 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 into all your systems. And I think at Penrith at the moment, they've got a coach who they really, really, really like as a bloke.
1: And that helps. And, that, and that's a buzzword. I, I honestly don't think he has a system. I, I think he's very disciplined. He's very... Uh, As you say, the players like him. He's hard on them, but I I I look at their side and I go, they just they tend to play through the middle in numbers, in yardage. Um, They've got a very young half there who's got a really good kicking game in Nathan Cleary, and then when they get down the other end, they just they let the ball fly. I love I love their style, you know, and I think there should be more of it. And I think there's teams below them um, that could adapt that style and be further up the ladder. They just try and play that cookie cutter. Type of type of game and it's it's not working.
2: Oh, um, well, big time! Well, two teams straight off the, they can take out. Dragons and South, So yeah. they their structures are just boring. And and the Dragons for Mine, I know we're going to talk about the, the games in a sec. Yeah, Dragons for mine, take Trippos and Brazil out of that team. I don't, I don't want to watch
1: them. <laughs> I he's out. Yeah, he's been outstanding. Wow. Yeah. I, I really didn't agree with him going in in Origin two. I thought. Um, you know they could have looked elsewhere based on his club form, but he's he was unbelievable in Origin two and Origin three, and his club form since then has gone through the roof. So maybe his confidence took a little bit of a dip because he wasn't picked for Game one, and mm. um, once he got that opportunity, he's kicked that door in. Um, he's going to be a long term Origin player for sure. But um, we'll move on to the Titans Dragons game. Look for me, the glaring um, aspects of this, the Dragons attack. Obviously, it's been well highlighted and documented throughout the season, but. For me, the difference, the composure. The Titans were composed. They kicked well. They they got repeat sets. You know, they, I know they completed well, but they they played an open style of footy. They like to attack you. And um, you know, obviously, when the things didn't go their way, they managed to get repeat sets and build pressure. But uh, where did the Dragons go? They, they were terrible. Well, they're, they're, look,
2: for some reason, they're, they're they're still in the hunt. They're they're, well, they they're 20 points yeah. with the Titans, Warriors, and Panthers. So. Um, mathematically Not even mathematically they're, they're in the home And they've got a pretty Reasonable draw home, Run home So they've got a I'd Dugan's pivotal to that um, You yeah, Benji Marshall as well As a link man But They've got the second worst uh, points differential In the competition Outside of the night So they've really got to Address their defence um, And they've got to Address their attack Which is basically not, not resistant The 32-12 Against Probably the most Improved team In the competition I think 80% of rugby league Fans and, and experts so called experts had uh, the Titans finishing at the bottom of the table, and um, gee, blown some blown some big teams away and, and some big uh, some big predictions away, too. Because they've just, I, I really think that Neil Henry's going to take a, a pat on the back. I think um, the way he's, he's brought these young halves through, um, the way he's introduced uh, these young forwards into the pack as well, um, he's told folks that, you know, see you later, we don't want you anymore. He's, he's kind of forthright and I think everyone knows where they stand. That, that in the Titans, you know, they've got a couple of um, uh, board members that are, are pretty pretty well known, who are um, held held in high regard, in and Graham um, Menziesley, and they're just, just going to be a club on, on the up. If they can get a player like Lola Hiller, here or someone, and
1: yeah.
2: um, take it to that next level, wow! Look out, watch these guys in the next few years.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for me, also on the back of you know, they obviously lost Cherry Evans, who was signed there, and then they lost James Roberts in January to do what they're doing now with, you know, a sticky tape side, basically, you're spot on. Henry deserves massive wraps, and, you know, I really, really hope they can... I think they're both on 20 points now, the Titans and the Dragons. So, realistically, they've got to win four out of the last seven. So, um, if the Titans can jag an upset, as you said, against one of those bigger sides or the top top sides, you know, they're going to be a chance. But for me, as you said, looking at the Dragons' draw, they look the more likely um, if we're just looking at the draw. But... Uh, there's a lot of twists and turns to, to happen between now and then, but mainly in the Warriors over there in the. Uh, well, yeah. well, what do you call <laughs> that? <laughs> the, old, the old mud bath. Last time it was like that. Johnny Lang did the big slide after a South <laughs> victory over there. Um, that, was
2: thought, the same, that was the same game when uh, Young Yao Yee yeah, done his It was.
1: Absolutely, yeah. it was. Yeah. Uh, I thought the Warriors were dominant. But I thought Manly were tougher. Like uh, Warriors dominated possession, field position. They looked the more likely, but Manly were tough. And as you said before, led by Jake Trebojevic, I thought he was outstanding. They hung in, managed to get to golden point, and capitalised.
2: Well, Cherry Evans seems to be coming into his own as well, and I, I like him. And I like line at five eight. I think um, that's yeah. You know, I, don't, I think that that was a long time coming. You need a bit of stability at five eight and. Well Dylan Walker's, you know, an origin player. Um he's 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 a centre winger or a fullback. He's just got speed to burn and, um not like the yeah, I agree hundred percent. Manly was just so desperate and they wanted they wanted that win more than Warriors and, and that's the story of the Warriors' life. Um, Warriors are origin bullies who seem to pick on the big teams when the they've got their origin players out when yeah. they usually have none, and usually the women. But um, this time they'll beat their own game by a team that was more desperate and um yeah, Manly. I, I haven't really checked out their draw, but uh, sitting, I suppose, on 16 points in tall spot, they've got to win every game from now. But that game against the, the Warriors it keeps them in the hunt, so it they're does, getting, yeah. even better to watch now.
1: Look, I've put a pen through Manly, but you know they've had their issues. They've. I think the Dylan Walker call Trent Barrett was too stubborn in that regard. He should have made a made a call early, earlier on that. Um, but look, I don't think they can make the eight, but more, more so not because of Walker, more because of the injuries and, and the other stuff they've had going on there. The Broncos and South Sydney, Look, I thought the Broncos were bound to turn the tables now that Origin's over. Uh, they, they weren't great, Brisbane, but I saw a little bit out of Ben Hunt that I haven't seen for probably a couple of months, same as Anthony Milford. They improved South. To me, I don't know how to really... Compare this win for Brisbane because I think Souths were just rubbish. They, yeah,
2: I agree. I, yeah, I wouldn't get code away if I was uh, Wayne Bennett because I think um, you know you, talk, you spoke about Josh Mansoor. What about uh, Big Corey Oak on that wing? Oh. Wow, he's uh, has he come along and again it's a, the, the Origin flow one. It's these yep. guys who are coming back to their club sides from the Origin experience that uh, you know, you're ten foot, full, you're 10 foot uh, tall and bulletproof after he's gone through the toughest uh, footy you can play. You come back to the the club arena and everything seems to be a little bit slower and a little bit easier. So, yeah, I, I, look, I, I don't know if the Brisbane Brown guys have got the forwards to win the comp. Um, I know that, you know, that everyone in the club seems to have um, a lot bigger pack. Yeah. Um, you know, although they've got these young guys coming on, often Gary being one of them, who's who adds a bit of starch. But um, look, at the, the jury's still out. They sit in sixth spot. Um, I. I I, I, I'm with you what you said earlier I think that's the top 6 I think Brisbane will finish either 5th or 6th um, depending on the draw but I think uh, once they're there who knows any, any team which won better coaches has got to be in the running for anything because of uh, just his tactics and his, his presence so um, that was a much needed win I think Brisbane last year in the origin period Went six from six uh, this year. They went one from six, and that's yeah. been
1: the telling point. Absolutely, they got Penrith this week, so uh, that'll be Big interesting game, on massive, the back of that massive
2: game on Friday night. It's going to be a cracker.
1: Game. So uh, Melbourne, they had a close victory over the Newcastle. They, you know, only put it away late. You know, a lot of people are saying it was a low game. I quite enjoyed it for the fact that Newcastle competed. Um, I like the fact that Newcastle again. You know, we're talking about the cookie cutter sort of styles that teams are playing. Newcastle are playing to their strengths. I know they don't have a lot. But they're trying different things. You know, there was a point in time there where um, they're probably trying things to the point where it looks ridiculous. I know um, there was a chip and chase on the third tackle inside their own 40 that looked dumb, you know. But if you're going to allow them to sort of spread their wings, you're going to get those dumb plays every now and then. Look, the Storm, as you said before, Smith and Cronk, if they didn't play, the Knights would have won. The Knights are a bogey team um, for Melbourne. Melbourne struggled to beat them down in Melbourne earlier in the year. Um, But, look... They still didn't have to win Melbourne, uh, and poor old Newcastle. A lot of effort for little reward at the moment.
2: Yeah, I like the fact that Nathan Brown's experimenting. putting Sonny Matalia in the center in the second row. Didn't um, he go well? I think he was their best player. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, he was he was by like Cardigan Bay, the old trotter, but um, <laughs> more more than Cardigan Bay. Um, oh. But yeah, I, I, look, they've been they're one of the teams that I don't mind watching. There's there's, there's a lot more. T- there's four or five other teams that I'd rather. Not watched than the Knights. I know the Knights. Every time I watch them, they're trying their hardest. And um, full credit to Nathan Brown because he's experimenting. experimenting. They haven't got the obviously haven't got the cattle, Um, but you know they're they're a team to watch in the next couple of years. I know that they're going to be they get someone like a Greg Bird to their club or someone like that who's a you know still a bit of a a couple two or three years of of good hard footy in his system to to try and filter that through the young blokes. And I think that could be a good acquisition, someone like him. But you know. I think as long as Nathan Brown keeps chipping away and showing that he is having a dig, I think he's going to attract a, a couple of good
1: players. Yeah, I think he's doing a good job, absolutely. Uh, you know, I know they've only won one game and had a draw, but um, you know, he's doing the best with the cattle he's got. Uh, the Battle of the West, the Panthers, they picked the Eels. Uh, really, a game of two halves. I know we spoke about it earlier. I, but I thought it was an exciting game from start to finish. The Eels, they came out on fire, blew Penrith off the park, led 14-0. Um, and look, I thought, what the, the tackle that uh, Peter Wallace made on, I think it was Clint Gutherson, yeah. with about 10 minutes to go, is one of the best try-saving tackles I've ever seen in a key moment. Um, it probably went a little bit unnoticed, uh, but it was one that, as a coach, I thought, well, I think if Parramatta score there, they win the game. I know that you know Josh Mansell was obviously outstanding, um, and Bryce Cartwright pulled off a couple of plays towards the end there. You know, to produce some tries, but for me that was a match winner for Penrith, um, the Peter Wallace tackle if you didn't see it, go back and have a look I think it was about the 69th minute, 70th yeah. minute but for me, Clint Gutherson uh, as you said earlier, wow. take him out and you know, he's, he's an unknown in that position he, he, I heard him interviewed after the game, he said I haven't played eight since under 13 so and I think he was taking the piss <laughs> when he said that so look, it just so, it just likewise, shows that yeah, Paramount
2: have been one of them um, stories of the year, you know, off the field they're, they're a basket case and on the field, they've uh, been one of the average achievers. You've got, you've got to say, um, I was a little bit worried, 14 uh, nil. But I, I, I knew Carruth would come home because I couldn't really play much worse than they were playing. They were dropping some you know, pretty easy ball, and, and I, I think uh, Jennings being taken off the field was pivotal to Paramount, They, they think He was on the third yeah. and second half. they would have been a lot more dam- damaging. He, I mean, he was starting to look like he was ready. I mean, he won the game for us in Origin three yep. with that great try, and I could see him bringing that form back to this game. So, I'm, Penrith might be just lucky that Jennings wasn't introduced. But um, it was also yeah, on Penrith top of to that. Win G, was... to win that game they did. They didn't have to win it. 22 uh, Good, good crowd at Pepper Stadium, and. Uh, Keeps Penrith right in the hunt on that, on that 20 mark with, with this uh, differential of 32, yeah.
1: 32 For me, the one out of that, like you talk about Jennings going off, it was also the defensive adjustment that had to be made in that Scott, yeah. you had yeah. basically back rows defending in the centres and that's where Penrith went, you know like and Well, we straight
2: to Paul Scott and um, yeah. then they went to, and then Mael, Mael stayed on the, in
1: that side but didn't go down that side again
2: Jesus, So you say that 10, ten times first Yeah, Marlowe Ma- Ma- double M
1: yeah, um, look, <laughs> the double M. Uh, the last game of the round, last night's game, I thought it was okay. The Sharks, they pipped the Roosters, got home in the end, scrappy game. Um, look, but I, I thought the conditions weren't conducive, but I thought both teams played a real open style, um, and the Sharks, they rolled on. I thought the, the Roosters really went after them. They gave them their best punch, and the Sharks wobbled at different stages, but they managed to stay on their feet um, and you know get the job done in the end, 14 in a row.
2: Yeah, that uh, rooster side last night, that side's on the paddock uh, from game one. Um, they're, they're sitting in the eight. Yeah. Um, but they've had so much disruption and so much go against them this year. It's hard to believe they're coming second last in the competition. Because um, they, they, they try their guts out um, and, they're, and they've and got a good coach. I believe Robinson's a good coach. And, but yeah, the Sharks last night, they just showed that they are really a premiership contender. Um, 14 games in a row in, in the hardest competition in the world in rugby League is there's nothing to be sneezed at, and they did it um, without Fafida, who's their main go forward. Um, you know, Blacks like Hinderton and, and Pryor stepping up to the plate and take it easy. They've
1: got great depth um, in the four are no? just
2: just—they're just, just, probably the, my favourite team to watch in the Cob. I love the ball he goes to Valentine Holmes and Barber and Fecky and Jack Byrd and, and even young um, uh, the young halfback. Um, yeah, Townsend. It. Yeah. Pounds at the moment. He's yep. playing career best form, you know him and Maloney.
1: They, they he they threw a dab in like last night guy. after he scored. Did you see that? The old dab. Yeah, what was that? Yeah, was, yeah. I'm a bit, that. A bit, of, that, a what? bit what? of the Cam Newton action. That one, so ah, bit of a dab. Cam, yeah. Cam Newton, yeah, he's yeah. bringing it, bringing it out, Gatho. He's a bit of a leaer, I think. So. Yeah, I like it we need more layers in the competition mate love it but well you can, cool. layer, you can layer when you score tries I so don't mind that yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> bring, back, bring back the post try celebration oh like the that. grenade <laughs> Jesus they're still replaying it dust off the videotape every year alright mate we'll wrap it up look you've got, you've got a couple of things to plug We've got, um, you've got the NRL rookie on the moment that's uh, going okay
2: yeah, Tuesday nights, it's on at seven thirty, you've got six to go. Uh tonight's episode. If you're listening to us on Tuesday, it's tonight. If you're not, it's last night or um Yeah. Uh one bloke, sensationally is cut from the show for breaking curfew. Um, Ooh. and he just goes to show that uh it doesn't matter if you're in a reality T V show that, uh, there there are rules to abide. Um as a rugby league player and uh one of the one of the more, one of the probably the fancier one of the blokes will fancy to win the whole thing is uh he's let go tonight and he goes home and um
1: Okay, because I've got a have got someone who I reckon's black caviar to win it, but I, I won't I won't uh, I won't you know put the <laughs> pressure on you. Look, uh, the grill team, you guys have been back now for a week and a half. Had a listen this morning. Um, things yeah. going well there as well. Ratings are up. Everything's going good. Having fun,
2: mate. That's the main thing. You know, it's, it's one of the things that if you don't have fun, there's no point doing it. We get up at you know, especially me living out west. Yeah. Uh, up at three thirty in the morning and made a trek into Sydney and. Um, but you know, this is our we're almost at seven years and um, it's something you wouldn't you couldn't last that long if you weren't enjoying it having a bit of chemistry. Yeah, and so.
1: getting along. Yeah,
2: absolutely. <clears throat> yeah there's another uh, just quickly to the bloke, um, this Friday uh, the M G Cup grand finals are on at Pepper Stadium. If anyone's listening to this in the in the surrounding areas and the Pen areas and you wanna come and see three good games of footy, uh, there's the down fourteens, under and the opens. Grand Final on uh, Friday at Pepper Stadium with um, lots of uh, good good um, prizes for the the best players and the most conscientious uh, players in each competition. So uh, beautiful. How long has that been four. going for now?
1: Three years? Four years? It's the fourth year. It's yeah, fourth year. fourth year. Yeah, good initiative. Um, and I know a few of the Chifley campuses. Obviously, the junior campuses where I teach, they're uh, they're a part yeah. of the the MG Cup. It's uh, doing great things out here in the West. Um, and Wild Panther Fitness, mate, that's going all right. The the new go venture, go with, with, uh, Scotty Lewis is kicking butt, so uh, if you want to get fit and all you want some apparel, go to uh, wifehandthefitness.com.au
2: for all, your, all your needs. you need. And follow him on, on Instagram. All my, my plugs for the week. That's all right,
1: mate. We've got to get him in. <laughs> We've got to get him in. You're doing the right thing by us. Is your
2: brother okay? Oh, no, I, I saw a picture of him on social media last <laughs> night drinking jug after jug. Or,
1: or, is he or okay? Right like what In what regard? You know, this. this <laughs>
2: You know, so what about the what about, he was? He was training with us for a long time. He, he lost 20 kilos before he left to go over there. He did.
1: Will he put it? Will he put it back on? I hope not. I, I think he'll probably put on five or six. You know, obviously over there he's drinking. all he's doing. He's drinking lager and eating food, so he'll probably put on five or six. But I'll give him. I'll give him a kick up the ass when he gets back, and he can make sure he keeps up his training. So that's actually where I've just come from. I've I, I punched in a 5K, but between. Uh, getting home from school and, and giving you a buzz so the city to surf isn't far away it's only three and a half weeks away so oh beautiful you got you good thing. oh 14k's I tell you at our, <laughs> at our weight it kills you gee I don't know why I do it but um, yeah raising a bit of money crazy. for Beyond Blue and um, it, it keeps me fit mate it keeps the weight off so you've got to no, do something wait, wait, Blue,
2: Beyond Blue uh, sensational charity and um, good on you mate you,
1: you put your hand up for all others do you got to be applauded for that done alright mate Thanks for your time. We'll try and get you on a couple of times before Louis gets back. We might even retire him from the show. Yeah. See you, Louis. A big thanks to Mark M.G. Goyer, a good friend of ours and a good friend of the show. If you want to catch him, uh, 6 to 9 weekdays on Triple M 104.9 on the Grill Team. Uh, You can also catch him on The Rookie, which is on Tuesday nights, 9.30 on Go. And if you want to have a look at that business he mentioned, Wild Panther Fitness, jump on, have a look. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter or at www.wildpantherfitness.com.au. And before we uh, get on to Mr Gossip, we'll have a bit of a chat about the Kaizen Sports Performance of Rugby League Academy that wrapped up last night down there at Pepper Stadium uh, Kaizen Sports Performance is devoted towards bridging the gap between amateur and elite sport. We are on a mission to provide all athletes the opportunity to experience high-performance training, resources and support that only elite athletes receive. Our business services include Performance Academies, Functional Movement Screenings, Team Building and Leadership Workshops and preseason Camps. The Kaizen Rugby League Academy is coming soon in the summer. So check them out on Facebook at Kaizen Sports Performance to keep up to date with all activity. Uh, the other one is obviously rugby league coaching manuals. The last article I wrote for them uh, was in the June edition. It was on actually on uh, you know how we coach halves and. Looking at the ways that they're developed and, you know, the half shortage that we're, we're experiencing, especially in New South Wales, when you look at the Origin team, um, we're really, really struggling for quality halves. Queensland at the moment have obviously got a, uh, you know, a bag of riches there, but um, it just, just address that. Have a read of it. Let me know what you think. Um, but as a rugby league coach, you have many different jobs. Some include being a mentor, a teacher, a leader, a counsellor and a drill sergeant. One of the most important roles as a coach is getting the best out of your players. If you are there to get the best out of your players, who is there to get the best out of you as a coach? It's RLCM. They've been providing coaching educational material to coaches since 1993 through their flagship publication, Coach Talk, DVDs and drill books. All this material is now available online through your very own RLCM membership, which gives you access to hundreds of articles and videos on coaching rugby league. In addition to this, you will also receive access to online courses, an invitation to the monthly coaching webinar, plus a new edition of Coach Talk every month. To start your 30-day free trial, just visit rlcm.com.au today and join as a Foundation member. All right, we'll jump in now, guys, to Mr. Gossip. I'm sure he's got plenty to tell us, um, and we'll have a few laughs along the way. Yeah. It's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. All right, and we welcome back Mr. Gossip for round 20. I can't believe we've gone through 20 rounds of footy, mate. That's gone
3: very, very quickly, but hey, full round of footballs back. Happy days.
1: Absolutely. Loving that. Loving that. All right, what do you got for us this week, my man?
3: Yeah, not a whole lot on, and, and, and usually, the as always, the gossips around Parramatta. We'll start quickly with uh, Corey Norman. Uh, you and I, we mentioned Corey Norman last week and all his off-field discretions, but um, the Dragons have tabled an offer around 800k for him a season. We did mention that last week. That offer's still there. Um, will be interesting to see if Jared Hayne is going to play for Parramatta next year, because it looks like he will, whether Parramatta will um, still have a, an offer for Corey, but... Be very interesting to see what happens
1: with him. He's gonna to have to take unders to stay at power, isn't he? You know, if, absolutely. if, if they're gonna get Hayne there, obviously there's not gonna be much uh there'll be the crumbs at the bottom of the box left for him, so yeah, as we said last week, just really poor timing for Corey Norman, so yeah, dis- well, yeah him, but you know, you gotta you gotta stand by your actions. You wanna, you know, act like a moron, then this is what happens. Well,
3: absolutely. And um my mail is that Hayne will be at Parramatta next year. In fact he's even His manager's even looking at at the clubs over in England he can play for now so he can get match fit. So,
1: um,
3: Yeah, Hain will be there next year, um, which is going to excite a lot of people. But um, personally, myself, um, I don't have a short memory. I can remember at Parramatta, and let's be honest, he won a couple of wooden spoons there, and... He played probably one in five games that were terrific, so he, it's not like he's going to turn them around. I, to be honest, I don't really need him that much. They're, they're playing well
1: this year. No, that's right. And they've let McGordon go, I think, to make room for Bevan French to play one. So, you know, they had uh, obviously alternate plans there apart from Jared Haynes. So I think Parramatta's doing Jared a favour more than what Jared's doing Parramatta a favour, put it that way.
3: Yeah, well said. Uh, I, I tend to agree with
1: that. Mm. All right, mate.
3: All right. Yeah, still on the heels. Brad Arthur. Now, the Warriors are very interested in him, but I I can't see him leaving. I've copped a barrage of emails from Warriors fans, as I always do. They seem to, must be big fans of the podcast. Mustn't be much going on in New Zealand, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Saying that Brad Arthur will
1: be there. I don't think he will be, but I can confirm there is interest. Mm, Well, why wouldn't they be interested? I mean, they had a decent crack at um, Craig Bellamy, obviously. Uh, Look, interest and getting him over the line, two different things, isn't it? So I'd be very, very surprised if he left Parramatta. But then again, you look at what he's been through, he's got every excuse to walk out the door, but um, I mean, there's only probably only one club that could give him more heart palpitations than what he's had this year, and that'd be the Warriors, I'd imagine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
3: (laughs) But look, if 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 there's one coach, we just said off air a few minutes ago, that he's probably in the top top three coaches in the game he could turn that club around pretty much like what Ivan Cleary did
1: absolutely no doubt about that that's for sure
3: yeah alright mate I thought I had a scoop for us but I think the club uh, announced it a couple of hours ago but look the Bulldogs have signed Brenton Lee from the Raiders Um, but I can confirm that the Bulldogs will lose one and it looks like Curtis Rona will be gone wow
1: so they're going to swap Lee for Rona
3: yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think Ryan will go to the Raiders, but um, I, I I don't see the Bulldogs re-signing him.
1: Wow. Yeah, that, that surprises me. I, Brinko Lee, to me, just, he's a bit of an enigma. He's he's hard to catch. Uh, he's got a lot of errors in him, and he, he sort of came onto the scene, uh, or banged onto the scene, really, and then he hasn't really fired a shot since. I mean, he has the odd game there where you think, okay, you know, he's going to develop along nicely, but let's face it he's probably been in the on the NRL scene for at least the last two to three years and hasn't done a lot so it'll be interesting to see whether Hasler can turn him around and turn him into a consistent first grader because to me Curtis Rohn has looked very very good in the centres the last month you know I think that's that's been a masterstroke from Hasler but now they're moving him on
0: yeah it's
3: uh, it is an interesting one uh, but plenty of mail around Rainer on the outer I'll um, try and find out what clubs are interested in him for, for next week's podcast yeah um Mate, I had a look uh, at your Twitter feed uh, during the Warriors game and you commented on Lola Hia. Um, and look, he's not the only one that was bewildered by the decision to leave him on the bench until Golden Point. Um, it looks like he could be on the out of the Warriors. Plenty of clubs interested. Um, I, I'm not too sure what's going on there at the Warriors,
1: to be honest. Mm, yeah, mate, me and MG spoke about it earlier. Um, I heard I think it was Lara Pitt last night on Fox said that his manager had five phone calls by the end of the game for clubs yeah. interested in his services and why wouldn't they be I mean he's uh, he's an outstanding footballer uh, and young talent the, I just scratch my head I, I don't understand the move McFadden really hasn't shed any light on it you know a lot of people are insinuating that there might be more going on off the field there or there might be issues between Lola here and McFadden I don't I don't know, but whether there's issues or not, you need to put your best side on the field, and you need to make smart interchanges. And to me, you know, I'm not going to say it cost them the game. I think Jake Chaboryvich more took the game away from the Warriors, but you know, it'd be interesting to see what the the game would have been like if Lola here started, uh, because I, I thought the Warriors dominated possession, they dominated field position. It was just Manley's toughness that got them over the line in the end. I thought.
3: Yeah, I, I tend to agree. It's 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 not just this weekend that. Um his manager's been filling off it's been for a couple of weeks now mm. this has been going on so or well, having said that this weekend might have been uh, the final straw
1: but
3: yeah. wow there's, there's plenty of clubs out there as Lara Pitt mentioned I think she mentioned five uh, but yeah I mean
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> you look good
3: Titans well, i take him know?
1: at the Titans I said that to MG and the, <laughs> other one, the other one would be the Knights you know the Knights are probably crying out for someone that can cover one outside backs and, and in the halves you know like You'd be mad not to look at him if he's off the market and you've got a bit of money there.
3: Yeah. I, if I'm the Knights, I go after a good nine at the moment. Yeah, good point. They've got, um, they've got a lot of
1: a lot of uh, wants, don't they, the the Knights, and, yeah, a, lot, and a lot of needs.
3: They, yeah, absolutely. Um, they were in talks with uh, Miss Rain, as I call him. Um, oh, yeah, Miss, yeah. That, that, that wouldn't... I don't think that would help them at all, to be honest. I'm not a big fan of...
1: I've missed rain, but we'll see. Yeah, me either. I don't think he's, um. well, put it this way, he's not justifying the big money, that's for sure. Yeah. Not many dragons are, mind you, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Um, that's done it for this week, mate. Not a whole lot going on, but um are going to report that we're going to fall around. We do. I'm, I'm excited about that. Alrighty, we'll, uh, we'll jump into the tips. I don't have the results from last week because I'm... A little bit space kid Eddie. My brother's the organised one. But anyway, we're going we're gonna to go. So, I, Actually, I do have the results. You are... Uh, I think you only got... No, Lewis only got one, one wrong because he tipped the Panthers. So he, the only one he got wrong was the Warriors. Um, and we, wow. we both got four. So um, I'll have to update that and I'll post it on the page or something. But uh, Thursday night, uh, the round kicks off. Eight o'clock, Cowboys versus Dogs. Uh, to me, this looks like a... A little chip shot, I think the Cowboys will win. Um, the Bulldogs, I think they're about to come back to the field for me. And yeah, the Bulldogs,
3: are on their day, obviously, um, can beat anyone. I saw Matt Scott sort of give him a, a good rap in a, in a presser early in the week. He's, he's definitely looking forward to the contest. So it'll be good, good up front. Um, I'll go with the Cowboys, but it, it's, it'll be a
1: beauty. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to give Louis the Cowboys as well. He doesn't have a say in that, so... <laughs> Gotta love it. He's got, he's not going to like it when I give him the nights. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Friday night, the Broncos there against your mob, the Panthers. Eight o'clock kickoff. Uh, look for me, this one. I'm going to stick with Brisbane. Uh, both these sides are a bit up and down, like a fiddler's watch at the moment. But um, I'll stick with the Broncos at home.
3: Yeah, I'll go to the Broncos as well. Penrith very very lucky to beat uh, a Parramatta team, which to be honest was a New South Wales Cup team with the amount of players that had out. Um, is still really struggling in defence. They really got exposed that first 20, 30 minutes, and I, I think Broncos will teach him a lesson. Yeah, I think
1: you might be right. Um, I'll give Louis the Broncos as well. Uh, Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock, I think this one will be a good game as well. Uh, the Raiders, they take on the New Zealand Warriors. I'm going to stick with the Raiders at home. Um, the Warriors, I think they're about to start their post-origin slide.
3: Yeah, it'd be nice if the Warriors could prove us wrong. A lot of people suggesting what you are, that like you said, the origin is over now, so they'll start losing. I'll back the Raiders, um, but uh, it'd be nice for the Warriors to to start winning.
1: Yeah, well, it would be. If they could jag one or two in the next month and at least be in play at the end of the year, it'd be nice. Usually they fall away in this month and they don't have a chance in the back, back four rounds, but we'll see what happens. I'll give Louis the Raiders as well. He's got a love affair with them, so... Uh, Saturday 5:30, my Titans take on those Eels. Uh, look, Corey Norman to me, they can't play, him, can they? I, you know, if, if he yeah. plays, I'd be very, very surprised. And not so much that if, uh, if Parramatta name him, but if the NRL allows him to play, I'd be ultra surprised. And he's one of my best players in my fantasy side at the moment. I'm leaving the comp, so I've got a I've got a bit of a dollar um, riding on him, but I just can't see it happening. And for that fact, I'll tip the Titans to win.
3: I think even if Corey Norman does play, which I don't think he should be allowed, to, even if he does play, I think the Titans win.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, Titans just full of confidence at the moment. They're kicking well. They're chasing well. They're doing all the little one percenters right, and um, I think they'll be too consistent uh, for Parramatta. Mm.
1: What'd you make of their performance on Friday night, the Titans? I thought they. Titan, were really good. I thought
3: the Titans. The Titans were fantastic. I thought Tyrone Roberts is. I won't say he's been by of the year, but he came on a on a budget to the Titans. He's been fantastic. He kicked to the corner as well. Like I said, nothing flash. No. He just does the right things right. And um, for a half these days, who are half uh, seem to be all confidence players these days, but Tyron Roberts, he always puts in 100%. Not the flashiest, but um, consistent.
1: Yeah, I'll be honest. I got that one wrong. I, I didn't want him at the Titans. I, I couldn't see it. But, um, you know, he's he's been outstanding. Um, I'm smart enough to know when I'm wrong. He was... Uh, you know, yeah, and for the dollar value, like you're talking about, I think we've had a win with you know obviously getting Taylor and Roberts and not getting Cherry Evans. I mean, Cherry Evans had a good game on the weekend, but for the majority of the season, he's been pretty ordinary for mine.
3: Yeah, I think it's been a blessing that you guys didn't get DC. I've th- I got a feeling that a lot of those younger Titans players may have taken a back seat and tried to let DC do all the work, but yeah. but this year I think the coaches have got into their ear saying, you know, people get this laugh, let play together, and, and,
1: they, and they have. Just- Yeah, Yeah, they're just
3: doing the small things right Um, They're they're competing, they're completing And that's all you need You don't need the flashiness
1: No, absolutely Um, Look, Saturday, 7.30, the Storm They take on the Roosters down at Amy Park Uh, For me, i have got to stick with Melbourne But I do feel like they're getting close to a loss And I said it to you off air I wouldn't be surprised if the Roosters can get this one I I thought the Roosters were really, really good last night Um, Their effort's been good um, But I'm going to stick with the Storm
3: yeah, I'm going to stick with the Storm, but the Roosters were much, much better on Monday. That was probably the best team they had put on the park all year. Uh, Moa impressed me uh, a lot. I thought he would, probably had his best game for the Roosters all year. Um, yeah, it'll be a tight one. Um,
1: I, I would say 1-12 to 12 for the Storm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Louis will obviously tip the Storm. Louis would have tipped the Titans as well. Uh, Sunday, 2pm, Shark Park, the Newcastle Knights, they roll into town. And I suggest they'll be rolling straight back out of town. Uh, look, last time this was 60-odd points. Uh, I thought Newcastle's effort on the weekend was super. But, I mean, the Sharks are in good form. They're going to be wanting to continue this streak. Uh, I think they'll win. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it'll be by 60.
3: No, it won't be by 60. Um, yeah, Like you said, the Knights have played good against Melbourne, but they do do a good thing. And then they just stuff it up the next play. They're just, you know, a lot of young guys, I guess. But um, it would be... Wouldn't it be funny if last knocked off first? Um, I don't think it will be the first time it's happened in rugby league, but you, you can't tip him, but it'll be close. Closer, anyway.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, Sunday afternoon, the Dragons, they take on the Tigers. 4 o'clock kickoff. That's That's the match of the day on Sunday. Jesus, we're scraping wow. scraping the barrel. Um, look, this is the toughest of the round for me to pick. Um, I'm going to tip the Dragons, but with absolutely no confidence. It's two teams that I don't think are very good at footy. Um, the Tigers, they've had the week off. I don't know how they'll handle that, but, yeah, I'll flip a coin on this one. I'll go with the Dragons because they're at home. Yeah, well, I
3: want go to go with the Tigers. The Dragons, for mine, uh, have won a few games on their defence earlier in the year, but their defence has gone out the window. They can't attack, so they can't attack, they can't defend. There's not much going on for them no, at the moment. So, no. <laughs> At least the Tigers can put on points. Yep. Um, and I think they'll do that.
1: I'll give the Tigers to Louis as well. Um, and then Monday night, we cap it off. South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Manly Seagulls. Uh, look, I was leaning towards tipping South Sydney in this one, but I'm going to tip Manly. They they really impressed me on um, Saturday against the Warriors. And I think they've got a little bit more to play for. I think the Rabbitohs season is probably over, whereas Manly have got a little bit of a shining light or a little bit of a sniff there. So I'll go with the Seagulls.
3: Yeah, it took the words right out of my mouth. I think Manly got more to play for than South. If Manley loses, then they're gone. Yeah. Um, so it's, a, it's a, a semi-final game, if you like, up against um, the Rabbitohs. And Manly didn't play too, too badly against the Warriors. But then again, you can never get a good mark on the Warriors. But um, good turnaround time too for Manly.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And that, that makes a big difference at this time of the year, particularly if they've got players coming back from Origin. Obviously, they didn't have a lot, but... Um, it's still, you know, it's it's better on the leagues to have a few extra days. Uh, but yep. mate, we're pretty we're pretty all, all the same here. We've we've got all the same apart from um, I've taken Dragon the dragons, level. and yeah, you boys are you're on the tigers. So we'll see what plays out. But um, apart from that, mate, uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks a lot for coming on again. Uh, we're riding solo without the big man. So as you said off air, we've been following him around in Europe. He's drinking a lot of beer and eating a lot of food by the looks of it
3: oh absolutely he went to some place I can't remember where it was where you pour your own beers I, I tell you what he's living the dream yeah I thought
1: that was a, the Kingswood pub across from Kingswood Station I thought that was the only place you're allowed to do that but you know <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: mate that be tough so lucky bug I'm very jealous
1: yeah jeez alright mate well, we'll catch you next week have a good week and uh, hopefully the Panthers can get a win for you on Friday night
3: oh absolutely oh, I'll be cheering for them brother good on you mate see you mate see Thanks. you buddy Bring it on. Give us small. Give us more. Where are you going? Where are you... What's going on here? Is that it? Is that it?